It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, I'm right-handed. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter, counterpart of the back row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends, and I'm not the smarter counterpart. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, she's not. I don't even know what I am. (laughs) We are live streaming on Twitch, and uh, you know, we're not going to explain to you what's happened before we started recording, because you should have been there to see it yourself. That's right. You want in on all the fun (laughs) silliness and me looking dumb? Go over to Twitch. <laughs> but uh, I will give you just a little hint <laughs> that uh, Lark added a quote onto our Twitch. It's our third quote. Uh, Am I even a woman? I'm not sure, says Mo. <laughs> so that's a teaser. That's a teaser of what you missed. Yeah. Go follow us at dot. <laughs> wait, no, I'm sorry. Twitch.ltnonair.com. There we go. Twitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> today on the show... Did Dr. Seuss actually get canceled last week? We've also got Junk Food Tuesday, a taste test, and Ask Us Anything, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today's National Barbie Day. Barbie! I'm a Barbie girl. Barbie is not selling well these days. In a Barbie world. You know that? Like, that's the biggest, I think it's yeah. Mattel, biggest Mattel brand, and nobody be buying Barbie. I know why. Why? (laughs) It's because the world we live in. It's like I legitimately heard a fifth grade girl give another fifth grade girl a hard time for having skinny legs the other day. Girl, your legs so skinny, they look like toothpicks. And I was like, (laughs) when I was in middle school... We wanted skinny legs. We would have been like, girl, your legs are so skinny. They're so pretty. It's a whole different, like, So no one wants to be Barbie of, anymore is yeah, what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, I got It's you. a whole different generation. They all want to look like LOL dolls now. I don't know what that is. I feel like I'm glad that I don't. Short and stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is me. <laughs> but it's completely opposite of Barbie. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. I said it. Stumpy. Life goals. And you know why you got to get over it? Because today is also National Get Over It Day. (laughs) That's right. Whatever it is, time to take it. All set it it. down and get over it. Every single bit of it. Build a bridge and get over it. Over it. And it's National Meatball Day. (laughs) No fun transition for that one. (laughs) Mm -mm. No. I love me some meatballs. I'll tell you that right now. Meatball sub. Might be one of the best things on the planet. 
I like meatballs. Chris hates them. How do you hate meatballs? Because I can understand not not caring for meatballs, but how do you hate meatballs? Okay. So was he beaten up by a meatball yes. as a kid? Yes. <laughs> what what was that song? You remember when we were kids, like elementary school kids, the meatballs and it rolled off the plate and Oh, uh, um, it was a parody of a uh, parody of another song, but yeah, old meatball. I lost my poor meatball when yeah. somebody sneezed or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> on top uh-huh. of spaghetti. There we go. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was a parody of something else. Like on top of, uh, it was like a, like a mountain or something. Like it was a re- there was a real song. Was and it, it got parodied. I'll look it up. You tell your story. Uh, so, you know, Chris's parents, well, Chris's family, they grew up many times not so wealthy and so they saved money by whoa, saved money Ooh. by um with groceries a lot of times and so some of the meat was the lesser quality of meat and so when chris's mom would make meatballs there would be a lot of um the fat in the ground beef so like gristly and so he doesn't like biting into a meatball mm. because he's afraid he's going to get the gristle. A fat, <laughs> a f- a fat pod in the middle. Yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Oriel just popped in in the Twitch chat to tell us it was on top of Old Smokey was the oh, original song. And yeah, I have okay. confirmed that here on Wikipedia as well. Yeah. And uh, I believe, if I'm reading this correctly, the children's song became popular because it was on Sesame Street. Like the, the parody of it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I remember it. I remember. Learn something new every day. Though I, I haven't thought of that song in years and years. Oh, I used to love that song. Top of spaghetti, all covered with cheese. That's I lost my poor meatball when somebody, somebody sneezed. Sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> all right. I've got uh, three headlines here. We're going to play Onion or Not Onion. Two of them are fake news stories from places like The Onion or The Babylon Bee. The other is an actual news story. I'm going to read all three of the headlines, and Mo's going to try and guess which one is the real one. I think I might have accidentally closed. I did. Okay, don't worry. We're still here. We're still here. Are we? We're here. All right. I, <laughs> I, I went and searched on Wikipedia on the open article, the, <laughs> the real article. Okay, here we go. Three headlines. Number one. Only Republican to vote to approve police reform bill says he pressed the wrong button. Okay. Headline number two. Congress cancels session after authorities warn of looming plot to pass stimulus bill. Okay. Or number three. Congressional Republicans make deal. Democrats get everything they want, but Mr. Potato Head will stay male. Okay. All political headlines I was say, today. Why y'all. did you give me all political headlines? <laughs> What's funny is ruining my Tuesday. Ten years ago, this would be easy to tell which one was the real one. These days, politics are nuts. So uh, Oriole's chiming in. He says number two really? is the real headline. Lark what? saying number one. Read me number two one more time. Congress cancels session after authorities warn of looming plot to pass stimulus bill. Okay. See. (laughs) I'm saying number one. 
Only Republican to vote to approve police reform bill says he pressed the wrong button. Yeah, I'm going with Rachel here. All right. Let's see. The Texas Republican who cast the only vote from the party in favor of the Justice in Policing Act said in a now-deleted tweet that he accidentally pressed the wrong button. The House voted along party lines Wednesday to pass the measure, a Democrat-backed bill that seeks to enact sweeping police reform. Uh, Representative Lance Gooden, 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 probably Gooden, Mm -hmm. not Gooden, Gooden, took to Twitter shortly after the vote to mention the mistake to alert followers that he changed the official record to reflect my opposition to the Policing Act. Uh, he says, I have arguably the most conservative slash American first voting record in Congress. He tweeted later, of course, I wouldn't support the radical left's anti-police act. Blah, blah, blah. We'll get into blah, blah, blah. very political one stance, but still very funny. Yeah. How, you're in <laughs> you're in Congress and you can't get the button. I get I mean, there's only two buttons, right? Yes and no. What's Hold your on? horses. What's up? Who's in the chat right now? Your son. Why? Why? Why are you in the chat? <laughs> Get off! <laughs> Everybody. Well, so you're not allowed listen, to be on the chat? Listen. He is currently at his girlfriend's house because t- yesterday was their one year anniversary and he didn't get to see her all weekend. Give him a hard time for being on the chat right now and not spending time with his girlfriend. Uh, also, there's still no. There's still no no uh, call out for for Toffee's name in the chat. We'll come up with something for you soon, but uh, it's got to be it's got to be earned. It'll happen. Hey, go get out of chat and go spend time with your girlfriend. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, it's Junk Food Tuesday. But first, the moment. Stick around. Making you wait for the moment right there. <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> Accountability. Six years ago, that word was not a part of my vocabulary. I had no idea what it really meant and definitely wasn't applying it in my life in any way, shape, or form. A few years ago, a misuse of that word tore my life apart as a deep-rooted pain and unhealed trauma began to stir up hidden spots within my life. But today, after years of honestly seeking healing in my life, accountability is a word I willingly welcome daily. But really, what is accountability? Is it just looking for all the ways other people are failing and pointing it out to them? No. I actually saw the perfect visual of accountability this last week in my two youngest children. While watching the season finale of WandaVision, don't worry, no spoilers here, a scarier scene started. My youngest covered her own eyes, knowing personally how sensitive she is to things she sees. Also knowing her sensitivity, and as well as knowing her inclination to catch a peek, her brother leaned over and covered her view of the screen. He didn't make it super super obvious, he didn't call her out, he didn't embarrass her. He simply saw an area she was weak in and helped protect her from temptation. That is how you succeed at being an accountability partner, and with a trustworthy accountability partner, our own success has a greater likelihood. Just as we're reminded in Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12, through 12, two people are greater off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. 
Can you achieve success alone? Sure, it's not impossible, but to walk toward your goals with the assistance and encouragement of those around us gives us a greater chance of seeing the results we're working toward. Be willing to be accountable to those around you to allow them to help protect you from temptation and at the same time, be the kind of person who those around you can trust with their struggle and to rejoice with in their success. Morning show. I'm Radio Matt, and I'm Mo. And today on the show, uh, <laughs> I'm a proof terrible reading proofreader. Fail again. <laughs> Yesterday was National Proofreading Day, and I almost made it through the whole show without having a, a slip up. Mm. Sure enough, did not. Today on the show, did Dr. Seuss actually get canceled? We'll talk about that later. But coming up next, it's Junk Food Tuesday. But before we do that. I've got five random facts for you. Bring it. Uh, there's no official language of the United States. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't have an official language. My facts. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> fact checkers have deemed this true and accurate. <laughs> uh, the longest video game session lasted 138 hours and 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. Walt Disney might have been the first to put gloves on his characters as seen in 1929's The Opry House starring Mickey Mouse. In addition to being easier to animate, there's another reason that Disney opted for gloves. He said, we didn't want him to have mouse hands because he was supposed to be more like a human. Mm-hmm. I mean... I get that. There have been cartoons where he's taken off his gloves and it's very disconcerting. It is. Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Agreed. Uh, Tim Storms, the man known to have had the world's deepest voice, can't even hear the lowest note he can make, which is eight octaves below the lowest G on a piano. Good night. But elephants can hear him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do mm. how do they know that? <laughs> because elephants can hear at that decibel. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. Like, did they bring a elephant in? And- <laughs> <laughs> they just took him to the zoo and tested it with every animal. <laughs> Come talk to this elephant. Let's see what he does. <laughs> nope, the monkeys didn't do anything. Uh, goodness gracious! No movement from the alligators. Ah, <laughs> oh, but the elephants. <laughs> got big ears, right? (laughs) Tracks. They could probably hear it. And lastly, radio stations east of the Mississippi River use W as the first letter in their call signs, and those west of the Mississippi River use K. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, what in the are you chat, laughing about? In the chat, Oriole came <laughs> If you can hear this, take a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> if, you can, if you can hear this, take a peanut. <laughs> no, even lower than that. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, radio stations, TV stations, all those. What was that? Oh, we got a bit. We got a bit. Ya bit. Ya bit. Okay. Thank you, Lark, for that bit. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's why, um, over here, I, I worked for radio stations, K, 
uh, KTQM and KWKA, but anything on the other side of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. WPXY, you know, those kind of things. So all very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I had what? something else to say and I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Out of my head, the bit threw me off. Thanks a lot, Lark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is Junk Food Tuesday. Yes, it is. There's one thing Mo and I can't deny is that we love junk food. And each week, we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or recently announced. This is your line. And then later in the show, we've got a juicy of a taste test. Oh, goodness. We have got first up on the list. Mint M&M ice cream cookie sandwiches. Okay, hold on. I have to read this like item by item in here. <laughs> so, mint M&Ms? I think it's mint ice cream with normal M&Ms in chocolate cookies. Okay. But they might be mint flavored M&Ms as I well. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't be. I just don't know... Hey, Silver. Thanks for lurking with us. Mint M&M's ice cream cookie sandwich. It's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. Sheesh. Looks good, though. Y'all, like, things like that may give me a headache. <laughs> Just keep it simple, people. Canada. 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 gets some exclusive Coffee Mate flavors. They get Coffee Crisp, which is like a little... Wafer, kind of like a Nutty Buddy, except it's coffee flavored. Okay. Uh, and Turtles, the actual like Turtles mm-hmm. brand that we have here. They get those two flavor Coffee Mate creamers. And then they also get an exclusive Cadbury Cream Egg International Delight creamer. I've never been a fan of the Cadbury Cream Egg. Cadbury. Cadbury. Yeah. Uh, but I'm down for the caramel the Cadbury caramel egg. Really? Mm. Mm. Noted. Mm. Next up, Bomb Pops Middles. It's a Bomb Pop. Bomb Pop is the like rocket shaped popsicles. Oh, okay. And uh, these have the Middles brand, you know, have like a different flavor on the inside, essentially. And so they come out with a root beer float, which is already a popsicle, in my opinion, because. They have a root beer popsicle that has like a cream, creamy, like ice cream center. I feel like this is the exact same thing. Really? I feel like it. Hmm. Okay. My question is, is it, I mean, I hope it's not. I hope they were smart enough not to do this. It's not the original bomb pop flavor with the root beer flavor in the center, right? That's no, the no, 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 no. It's like it's actually root beer, root beer. bomb pop. Shaped like a bomb pop from the bomb pop, but company, like cream on the center. Yeah, okay, creamy ice creamish center and root beer flavored popsicle. Listen, we already said earlier today that I'm it's a confusing day for it me. It is so far. Yeah, so. this one's not going to be any better. Peeps, Great. peeps, cake in a cup. Since when is peeps cake a thing, let alone one that needs to be in a cup? See, I just why? Why do people keep <laughs> merging different things together? <laughs> they don't even mesh well. There's never been a jet puffed cake in a cup. And essentially that's what a peeps is. It's just a sugar coated marshmallow. 
Yeah. Oh, I hate them. I can't stand them. I cannot. I can't eat one. Yeah. I can't finish one. They're awful. Peeps are the worst. They are the worst. Cold Stone. This is also just nuts. Coldstone is coming with some Lucky Charms themed attractions. They have a new ice cream featured there called the Ice Cream at the End of the Rainbow Cone Creation. Uh, it's sprinkled with... Ch- uh, oh, and the Sprinkled with charm Shake. I'm sorry. Okay. The new creation and shake have Lucky Charms marshmallows, whipped topping, and gold glitter along with the ice cream. And the ice cream, like itself... Has like green waffle cones or green waffle bowl. The ice cream is very green. Okay. Looks like Ireland in a dessert. No, it don't. <laughs> well, the the stereotypical brain version of Ireland, mm-hmm. the cartoonish version of Ireland. Exactly. Um, see. You'll see more orange <laughs> in Ireland than you do green on St. Patrick's Day. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring an admission here. What? So, middle of the year last year, I was still actively trying to not lose my uh, all my progress of the weight loss and everything, but yeah. failing at that miserably because everything sucked and life was awful. <laughs> and that was also around the same time they came out with some special editions. Lucky Charms, just the marshmallows bags. Yeah. And I totally bought and ate an entire one of those. You know, I came to the conclusion this last week that I'm not a Lucky Charms fan. No? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Those those uh those marshmallows were amazing. The only reason I didn't eat more is because they were all gone at our store the next time I went. <laughs> no, eating um the marshmallows, it's like like nails on a really board. Oh yeah. no, no, no. Those are my favorite kind of marshmallows. Mm. Yeah, I prefer them to the to the astronaut uh, marshmallows. Yeah, nope. I love them. You rehydrate them in your mouth <laughs> after an hour of them sitting in there. <laughs> this is what I don't like about it. Okay, your cereal gets soggy before the marshmallows get hydrated enough to taste good. True, but I would feel like Lucky Charms is one of the main cereals that people tend to eat dry. Like, there are a bunch of different cereals that people will just eat as a snack, and I feel like that's one of the tops. Really? Yeah. Like, when I bought the Just the Marshmallows thing, I wasn't eating them in a bowl with milk. I was... Who <laughs> likes astronaut marshmallows? <laughs> a lot of people. There, No. A lot of people. I can't... Even <laughs> right now, just thinking about it is giving me goosebumps. Like, <laughs> that texture... I love the texture. No. I love the texture. I can't do it. All right. Kellogg's mash. Oh, <laughs> Oriole just bold. He redeemed a highlight my message for a hundred nerd cred to say he likes the astronaut marshmallows. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Whatever. He also said earlier, you are just crazy. And yeah, I eat that as a snack. Mm-hmm. 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 That was worth the nerd cred. <laughs> I know. You know, for so many weeks, we saw eye to eye. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like Brian was just another one of us. And <laughs> well, he's one of last he's, week. I see eye to eye with talking him. about the better of the cheddars, and today 
Lucky Charms? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, next up in our crazy food concoctions coming out soon, Kellogg's Mashups. Uh, now, there's already been a version of this, but this is a new one. This is Frosted Flakes and Apple Jacks in the same box for some reason. It's like... The lesser this, of all the cereals this seems in dumb. one box. Hold up. The lesser of the cereals? Yeah. Frosted Flakes and or Apple Jacks are both top tier cereals. No. Frosted Flakes are a disgusting. Oh, they're the best. No. Not the best. But they're the great. They're great. But no. they don't go together, as Brian is pointing out in our chat. And here's why. One gets soggy way faster than the other, and that is not acceptable. No, I understand what you're saying with the Lucky Charms. This is different. <laughs> These are both actually hard, crunchy I cereals. I just made that exact same argument no, as far no, no, no. as Lucky Charms no, is no, no, concerned. No. That's different. The marshmallows are different. This is two hard, actual cereals. The Frosted Flakes get soggy immediately. Like immediately, while Fruit Loops, Apple Jacks, that kind of stuff almost doesn't for a really, really long time. And you just can't do that. It's like slimy, slimy cornflakes. I'm going to see myself out. Okay. <laughs> you don't understand. Brian, see, Brian says, no, it's different. <laughs> Matt is right. Listen to his wisdom. <laughs> there are people on Team Matt today. All right, let's see. Where is Lark? Stop <laughs> lurking, Lark. I need you in the comments. Uh, she says, stop making me want more sugar. I, I need to gain weight right now, but not just inhaling sugar. So she's probably not listening because she doesn't want to hear us talk about it. All right. Keeping track with the weird additions. This one is a, a doozy. Pringles, new flavor, the Wavy Moa Burger. M-O-A. Now, these packages have Halo graphics on them, possibly to promote the new Halo Infinite video game set to launch later this year. The big question here is, what is a MOA burger? MOA are extinct flightless birds once found in New Zealand. The largest MOA species reached 12 feet tall. According to Halopedia.org, MOA, uh, MOA also appear in Halo Reach. The game features old fast food stands with MOA burgers on the menu. The flavor starts out like a cheeseburger Pringle, uh, but then it's a mix of cheesy, meaty, and pickly flavors. But then there's a tangy tomato and kind of like a burger sauce flavor and also a decent amount of heat. It's just a mishmash of a bunch of different things. <coughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Are you all right? No, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds like a big old goulash chip. Gutes Glocken flocken. We're having goulash. Goulash. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what these are supposed to be, really. Uh, essentially, just amped up burger type, hot burger. <laughs> chips uh we're, if we can find them we're gonna try them great uh sour patch kids coming out with a white mystery flavor in their bag for a little while same normal bag but just an extra little white mystery flavor in there you know what it's gonna be hmm 
They already have. They already one, have blue one. raspberry. <laughs> You're you trying to ruin my life. Say. That's because you had that glint in your eye you get when you're about to destroy my life. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like the um, the Airheads white mystery flavor. Yeah. I'd be down because I I don't know what that flavor is. But I know, I like but it. it was always my favorite. It's very good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Very. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I don't know if they've ever done that before, but uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's not like a guess what the flavor is competition like Oreo is, or even Peeps. Peeps usually does that every year with a guess the flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Eggos coming out with a mixed spring berry pancake, which yeah, could be nice. It's so far the least crazy thing <laughs> that we've had. Yeah. Bubbly. Do you drink bubbly? I do drink bubbly. bubbly. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with a new line called Bubbly Bursts. Okay. Sparkling water mixed with real fruit juice. Oh, okay. They've got Bing Cherry, Peach Mango, which, you know, that will taste like cat pee, and mm-hmm. Strawberry Watermelon, which is a classic combination in my opinion. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple new jumbo cereal snacks coming out. Cinnabon and S'mores jumbo cereal snacks. Cereal. Cereal. Uh, Baskin Robbins coming out with an Oreo and cold brew ice cream in their stores. It's like an Oreo coffee ice cream. You down for that? Why? why, Like mixing flavors I get. I understand the importance and the necessity to mixing flavors. But when did we jump from mixing two flavors to mixing three or more flavors? It bothers me. <laughs> I'm not able to really process all of the flavors that I'm supposed to be tasting when it's more than two. Mm. Oreo, coffee. I don't know. I don't ice know. cream. I feel like it'd be good. Yeah. yeah ice cream. Uh, so Lark is postulating that the Airheads mystery flavor is a weird mix of flavors that happens when they switch the flavor in the machine they're making. That's not correct. That's Dum Dums. That's Dum Dums. Uh, yeah. Lollipops. Lollipops that yep. you're, you're thinking of. Airheads mystery flavor is a distinct flavor. It's always the same flavor. It just doesn't taste enough like a specific fruit for them to put a fruit on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's some weird, undiscerned, uh, sour flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I know, I know it's not a mix of two things because it's always the same. That used to, or that used to be, it hasn't changed. Um, that was a random fact from many years ago when we first started about the dum 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 thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. See, we're an educational show. <laughs> You're learning here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Not learning about myself at all, but other things. <laughs> Snyder's of Hanover's come out with twisted pretzel sticks mm-hmm. in flavors of jalapeno ranch and sour cream and onion. Okay. Which, yeah. Sour cream and onion. Okay. It's a classic flavor. Yeah. That would be the one I would go for of the two. Yeah. Captain Crunch Crunch Berries cereal is coming out with a version with Texas size berries, three times bigger. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Including their freedom. <laughs> uh, more ice cream. Bluebells, ice cream, cookies and cream cone ice cream. This is vanilla flavored ice cream with chocolate cream filled cookie crumbles, dark chocolate coated chocolate cone pieces, and a chocolate fudge swirl. Well, okay then. Even our beloved Bluebell is going a bit nuts. Sounds. 
good, I think. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel is uh, starting up a new hot dogs from around the world. Hey, this promotion. sounds cool. Mm-hmm. They got the Aussie dog, which is returning from last year's similarly themed World of Wiener menu. <laughs> You didn't want me to say it out loud? No! <laughs> Why? I don't understand how that how that ever got approved. That had to go through so many different people. You're like, we really want to call it that? Hmm. The world we're living in. <laughs> Though I will say, Man. I used to work for Wiener Schnitzel. That was like my first job. And uh, I remember going to their online store and they sold a pair of boxers that said... Uh, um, caution contents are hot or something like that. <laughs> so they've always been slightly inappropriate. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the Aussie dog uh, is a uh, hot dog top with bacon, American cheese. Why not Australian? Right. Cheese? Why not? <laughs> Grilled onions, jalapenos, and horseradish aioli. Hey. Sounds good. Then we got the Cabo Dog, a hot dog topped with tomatoes, chopped onions, cheddar cheese sauce, sliced jalapenos, and green pepper hot sauce. Okay. And then the Texas Barbecue Dog, hot dog layered with bacon, barbecue sauce, shredded cheddar cheese, and onions. I would say I'm very glad that they didn't do these kind of promotions when I worked there because these would drive me nuts. Really? Yeah. Like when you're making a, a hamburger... It's very, you know, you got to, you put it down there, you got all your things just right in front of you, and there's only so many things, and you just pop, 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 you, you get a memory, a muscle memory of how it's made, all that kind of stuff. You throw in a weird thing where you got to throw on tomatoes, chopped onions, cheddar cheese sauce, sliced jalapenos, and another green pepper hot sauce. That thing for the hot dogs is already twice as long as the burgers, and now you're adding a whole nother line of just... Where, which sauce is which? I would never do it. Never. Well, I would hope that they would have little stations. Like, here's the here's the Aussie burger station, or the Aussie dog station. No. And, okay. Literally, the building place is as big as our table here. The hot dog grill would be right next to you. Buns are right up above you. And they grab a bun, put the hot dog in, and they put it right there. And then there's one person that moves that hot dog over and has to put all the stuff on and then wrap it up. Interesting. Yeah, it would be heck. It would be heck it's on not a bun. Very organized. Heck on a bun. Uh, and lastly, and this might be my favorite one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Reese's ultimate peanut butter lovers cup. Now, last year they came out with the peanut butter lovers cup, which was peanut butter filling, and then the top of the cup part was peanut butter with the chocolate on the bottom. This is all peanut butter. Say that again. No chocolate whatsoever. All peanut butter. All peanut butter. Hey, I have to tell peanut you something filling, hilarious. Peanut butter cup. You ready for this? Last week we were talking about peanut butter. One of the ha- one of the haze. One of the days. One of the holidays was peanut butter day. Remember? Yes. Okay. In the show early. When I was doing the holidays, mm-hmm. I said that I didn't like, or that I liked peanut butter, that I was a fan of peanut butter. I like peanut butter. Yeah. And then when I'm doing the random facts, which were about peanut butter, and I said that the average adult eats three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a month, mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, that's pretty much on, po- on point. And I was like, mm, not for me. I don't like peanut butter. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he said, yeah, I'm cool with peanut butter. Uh, peanut butter can kick rocks. Yeah. Um, I love. In the span of 20 minutes. <laughs> I love peanut butter. I hate peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay. So okay. I, I just needed to set that record yeah. straight. I'm not a fan of, I mean, I don't, ha- okay, I don't hate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but mm. I'd much prefer a normal peanut butter sandwich. Okay, but I hate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because of the year that we spent living in a tent. Oh, right, right. Was... You ate all, that's all yeah. you ate. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't like spaghetti. Chris doesn't like meatballs. Oh, Y'all... I love spaghetti. <laughs> I really, I don't like my dad's spaghetti, but oh, okay. I, I love spaghetti. But yeah, uh, I think I have trauma associated with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. What about peanut butter and pickle sandwiches? That's apparently what Brian eats. <laughs> what about peanut butter and bacon sandwiches? Okay, the most that I can do is peanut butter and honey. I can mm, mix peanut yeah. butter with honey oh, right. and peanut butter and Nutella, but that's just like peanut butter and peanut butter, even though it's hazelnut, I know, but it's hazelnut with chocolate. It's not anything like peanut butter. <laughs> I'm saying the consistency of the two things. If you were going to compare Nutella, it Nutella is more like peanut butter than like jelly or like okay, honey. Yeah. It's or, closer to peanut butter, but yeah. still very different from peanut butter. Well, taste wise. Yes. No, no, no. I mean, even consistency wise. Unless you're buying some really thin, oily peanut butter. Then you're eating. <laughs> That's the face you just made right there. <laughs> I don't know what thin, oily peanut butter you're eating, but I buy Jiffy, and it's not thin or oily. You do not buy Jiffy. Because Jiffy is not a brand of peanut butter. It? Jiff is a brand of peanut butter. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. <laughs> What's Jiffy peanut butter? <laughs> Again, I think that's something from my childhood. I think my mom used to always call it Jiffy. Jiffy Pop is a popcorn. Jiffy Pop and Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Not a peanut butter. I'm more like my mom than I care to admit sometimes. (laughs) But anyway, in my brain, Nutella is just very, it's very different consistency than peanut butter. It's closer, again, to peanut butter than it is to jelly, but it's not quite the same. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've had Nutella. I'm not going to argue with you. you, I'll I'll let you have it. You win. You're right. (laughs) Are you still breathing? Uh, I'm trying. You sure? Um, Oriole says he is not a fan of Nutella. <gasps> now that's, that's where we part ways, Brian. <laughs> that's where we very much differ. Nutella what? is some good stuff. I just can't get it because I will, uh, eat the entire jar real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I first experienced it actually before it was really in stores Yeah, here in America because my, my wife's family, when mm-hmm. we were dating, they would get it from the BX. Yeah. They just like, you have to try Nutella. I had it all the time in Germany. I'm like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in my head, foreign spreads. This is Vegemite. This is, a, <laughs> this is that thing that this everybody hates. <laughs> But no, it's, it's 
phenomenal. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Super good. Okay, guys. Hey, that's all for the junk food. We're going to have a taste test later on. But first, let's talk a little bit about our main topic for today. Last Tuesday, we celebrated International Reading Day on Dr. Seuss's birthday. Uh, what we didn't know what was going to happen <laughs> when that episode was recorded was the huge controversy over older, mostly lesser known books uh, that were getting canceled. So here's the quick story from uh, Discern News. Americans appear to be attempting to cancel proof their children's library. If the Amazon bestseller list is any indication, the effort to cancel Dr. Seuss over racial insensitivity has caused the popularity of his children's books to skyrocket. By Wednesday afternoon of last week, Dr. Seuss's books catapulted into the top 10 on the online sales sites. Classic books like The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, and Fox and Socks led the charge that resulted in nine of the top 10 being works of the beloved children's author. Within the top 50 books sold on Amazon, Seuss titles accounted for over 30. Additionally, the six titles that Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced it would stop publishing all saw their prices go through the roof at various online retailers as the books are now essentially collector's items. A hardback copy of And to Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street was reportedly selling for $10,000 mm-hmm. on Amazon. I have a hardback copy. <laughs> Similarly, the paperback of the cat's quizzer is marked at 1000 uh, How long these exorbitant prices last has been largely on whether the publisher decides to make a temporary pause on the book's permanent. Seuss's stepdaughter, Lark, hey, <laughs> Lark Gray Diamond Cates, uh, is hopeful the books will be given the green light again soon. His body of work is unique, she explained. Now, the the books themselves, aside from... I think I saw it all on Mulberry Street. I didn't really know. Well, if I ran a zoo, that's another yeah. one that was more well known. But the other four, I had never even heard of. The Cat's Quizzer, uh, something about an egg. I got the list here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but but what is funny is that everyone everyone pretty much immediately thought, oh no. Dr. Seuss is being called a racist. He's going to get canceled. All the books are going to stop. And uh, we're going to talk about how that's not exactly what's going on. But yeah, we got uh, If I Ran a Zoo, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, Mick Elligott's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. Two of those don't even make sense as titles to me. Yeah. On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs, Super. Both with exclamation points. Um, yeah. So all of these were released between like the mid-19... Oh, no, wait. Mid-1930s through the mid-70s. Okay. So they, you know, they came out through a spread of work. But he had dozens and dozens and dozens of books. Dozens and dozens and dozens. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. And dozens. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about what those books are and how kind of both sides of this argument kind of went a little bit overblown. All right. And uh, maybe we'll also talk about a little bit why some of them got overblown because of kind of the culture that we're living in. Yeah. Where we don't take anything uh, 
from the position that it was when it was first created. Right. <laughs> but we'll get into that. We're not going to get too controversial, hopefully. I mean, Mo's here. Who knows? But we'll see. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the cancellation issue was a bit overblown. I said that already. Uh, yeah, I said all this already. So, <laughs> But <you're> first, <laughs> this week in nerd history. Stick around. Uh. This week in nerd history, come here. I want to see you. Those were the famous words uttered by Alexander Graham Bell to his partner, Mr. Watson. Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. This was the first successful experiment with the telephone. This breakthrough, during which he uttered his famous directive to his assistant, is recorded in the March 10th entry in his 1975 to 1976 lab notebook. On the same day in Overjoyed, Bell wrote his father of his great success and speculated that the day is coming when telegraph wires will be laid onto houses just like water and gas, and friends converse with each other without ever leaving the home. Who'd have thought, if it wasn't for that moment, we wouldn't have smartphones in our pockets with basically all of the world's info at our fingertips at any given point. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more... Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo, and today we're talking about Dang Dr. It. Seuss. Dang it, I still messed up with the stuff. Why am I like this? Why can't I proofread? I don't know, but wait one minute, and Brian is going to give you a compliment and tell you how you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, so it's okay. Mo's a little salty today. We're, we're, we're streaming on Twitch. We stream our Tuesday shows on Twitch, and and uh, our, our most loyal uh, MVP here, Brian, Oriel Jedi, is uh, siding with me on a lot of opinions and, and against Mo, and Mo's taking it super personally. <laughs> It's going to be okay, Mo. Whatever. People like you. Whatever. You know, <laughs> Rachel is your best friend. And for, eh. for a while, like, I thought that Brian and I were buds. Like, <laughs> we saw eye to eye. And now, like, I don't know what happened this week. Man, he turned 35 and took on a new personality or something. <laughs> Decided, I don't like Mo anymore. I think Matt's the better. Says it's okay, Mo. Next time it might be you I side with. Right. Whatever. You'll be all right. Hey, but before we talk about Dr. Seuss, <laughs> oh, he just said, How can we see eye to eye unless you get a step stool? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's hilarious. What? I'm sorry. I mean, that was rude, Brian. Shaking my finger at you. <laughs> hey, we got a show to do. Can we do the show? <laughs> Can we do the show? Before we get back to the topic of the day, we've got a taste test. Now, while our normal mo- normal audio morning show is the main version uh, of this thing dumpster pile, we do. <laughs> we do record our Tuesday shows on the LTN Twitch channel, either the Friday night or Saturday morning. 
usually, before uh, we interact with Twitch, share some bonus stories, and of course, they get to see our taste test live. So visit twitch.ltnonair.com and give us a follow. Of course, if you don't catch it, we will put some of the highlights and the taste test over on the YouTube channel. So you can follow us there, too, youtube.ltnonair.com. Now, let's get down to business. Oh, let's I forgot. Let's get down to business. Mo got to get the, the taste test It's week, really so. not that big of a deal. No? Okay. No. The next one, though, you're going to hate me. Well, the next one, you're going to hate me, so. Yes. What do we got? We have roasted sweet corn popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show the people. From Racetrack. I'm confused. It's a gas station in Texas. It's a popcorn-flavored popcorn. It's a... It's a corn-flavored popcorn. Street corn. Street corn. So can I tell you a, um, a side story? When have I ever stopped you? What is that date up there? January 30th, 2021. I've had this thing since Thanksgiving. Really? <laughs> and it's just so sat it's in my car. Stale. It's been in your car? In my glove box. Oh, okay. That's a little better. Yeah. And I guess it's not summer yet, so. Yeah. Roasted sweet corn popcorn that is stale. Yeah. Is what you're saying. You're exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give it a shot. See, and I got another one today that would have been much better, but I knew that I had to bring this one. Otherwise, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. So. Mm. It smells like air. <laughs> like nothing. How can it smell like nothing? It smells like nothing. Oh, no, it doesn't. Really? You smelled something? I smelled something, yeah. It didn't smell great. Okay. All right. I mean, it can't be that bad unless, see, this is what I'm worried about. But it just says roasted sweet corn. But I know, like, some places put, like, mayonnaise and. Oh, but see, that's Mexican style street. Is that what? Okay. Street corn. Maybe I'm not in for a bad day here. Ready? Oh, that's good. You don't like it? It's good. It tastes like cream corn and popcorn. Yeah, that's yummy. I don't like it. Oh, oh. That is something to be concerned about. I can taste it just fine, but yeah, I can't smell. You can't smell it at all? Mm-mm. Hmm. I don't know what your problem is. It is cream okay. corn Look, it's not, and popcorn. It's not awful, but it's, it's yummy. not great. It is a little stale. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't factor in the staleness. The flavor, the sweetness to me is off. Like, it doesn't taste like sweet corn. It tastes like corn covered in sugar, and that's a bit different. No. I think it tastes like cream corn. Okay. It's so good. I think the fact that you can't smell is throwing off your, your taste senses. No, because I can really taste it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's yummy. I mean, I like it. I guess if you're a big fan of sweet corn or cream corn or whatever, it's worth a shot. That'll be the last time I ever try it. I think it's delicious. All right. So next week, guys, next week, and apparently the week after, are going to be two taste tests not to miss. Yeah, it it's going to be fun. 
I'm nervous. Mila picked out the next one. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the first one you brought for the new show was uh, crickets. Yeah, it's not that bad. Taco flavored crickets. That's on our YouTube channel if you missed that. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. And then we had the uh, turkey dinner flavored candy corn. <laughs> that was awful. You still remember that? It was bad. I was trying to swallow my water. <laughs> you started gagging. <laughs> that is by far the worst thing. You know what? My next taste test is payback for that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You uh, <laughs> you broke down crying in the, at the last one. It was so bad. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Last segment, we started talking about the recent controversy around six Dr. Seuss books that are no longer being published due to uh, what's being called racist themes. But it actually felt like a bigger deal than it really was. And uh, both sides kind of blew things out of proportion. Well, that never happens. Never. Um, so here are the here, here's the things that kind of got these books in trouble. Okay. We've got uh, the thing I saw it on Mulberry Street. And uh, I even saw this one when I was reading it to my boys. I'm like, oh, that's probably not appropriate anymore. But this was written in 19, I think, 37. Like, this is one of the oldest books. And it has a Chinese man who eats with sticks. Yes, I remember. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a stereotypical thing. Like design, you know, they're wearing, he's wearing the, the... I don't even know the hat style, that wicker yeah. Yeah. wicker hat thing. And he's wearing the the shoes that are like the wooden thing with the two little wooden pieces in the bottom. He's holding a bowl of noodles and chopsticks or whatever. Like it's clearly the stereotypical Chinese person uh, caricature that has been, you know, a constant, especially in the past. Yeah. Uh and then there's also a Raja with rubies, and you know, I'm not, I don't understand that one as much because that one is a character. Like those those kind of characters did exist. It's not saying that all Middle Eastern people look like this or anything like that, but still. Uh, but they're two very small, very small portions. They're not, uh, they're not belittled. They're not being shown as. As negative, they're being shown as something cool, something you know, amazing to see. Um, and so, I mean, it's not not necessarily a overtly racist thing. I guess mm -hmm. it wasn't done with malicious intent. This wasn't to make fun of these people, especially in 1937 when we saw these kind of you know kind of caricatures be a constant thing. But they weren't always looked down upon. Sometimes they were, but like I, I remember Aristocats. You remember Aristocats had the. Uh, they had that band mm -hmm. with all the cats, and there yeah. was the. That used to be my favorite movie when Chinese, I was a kid. Chinese one. Yeah. That did a little ditty in the middle of that song, playing the piano with chopsticks. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was. That doesn't look great <laughs> today. Back then, nobody really batted an eye. Even Chinese people who watched it didn't really bat an eye mm -hmm. back then. Mm hmm. 
but times have changed. The way we look at things have changed. Uh, next we have, if I ran a zoo, uh, that one has uh, another kind of Middle Eastern style character in the same vein. There are actually three little Middle Eastern, not Middle Eastern, I'm sorry, Oriental style characters. What is it called? It's not Middle Eastern, right? Yeah, that's... that's Middle Eastern would be like... Iran, Iraq, that kind of stuff. Afghanistan, yeah, yes, Syria. Muslims. Um, so, Far Eastern. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. The Far East. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. We got that there. Then the, the other ones are kind of weird. I guess there's a couple instances in a few of these that are like... Eskimo type designs okay. where there it's just one it's just people and the other is like fish just wearing like the heavy fur okay coat type things but they're not called Eskimos I don't think and so I don't see yeah I don't see the word Eskimo here it's just the outfit can you read the blurb ba- barely it's very long. I'm just curious what is said that adds to the picture if that adds to their argument and their standpoint. Or is it truly just the illustration that they're finding offense in? Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I definitely don't see anything about Eskimos here. Okay. Um and they're just trying to get an egg from what I can tell. Okay. Uh, and little fish here as well that are wearing, they almost look like lion manes, but apparently mm-hmm. that's an Eskimo hoodie of some kind. And then there's a character in, what is it from? On Beyond Zebra. Okay. Okay. And this is a, this looks like a Middle Eastern character on a camel, kind of. I mean, clearly maybe sure. inspired Arabic. by that idea. Yes. But it's not like, it, you know, in Mulberry Street. Yes, he called this was a, a China, China man who eats with sticks. Yeah. This is the uh, Nazim of Bazim, which is, I mean, this is not actually a camel. This kind of looks like uh, a cross between a reindeer and a dog and an ostrich. And like it's a very, Dr. Seuss yeah. animal is yeah. what it is. It's not, you can't say it's a camel. The only thing that it has in common with the camel is it does have a hump oh, yeah. to sit on. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but I, I, mean, I, I, I understand. Now, this one, this one is from, uh, you're not seeing it on your screen or anything, but <laughs> I don't know which one this is from. I think this is the cat's quizzer. The Cat's Quizzer has a whole thing with a bunch, bunch of, uh, like, uh, uh, Chinese-looking or Japanese-looking characters. Asian. Asian. I don't, I don't even know what the right word <laughs> to say is. Uh, Asian-looking characters. This, this would probably be the most offensive-looking, in my opinion. And they're all in ca- coming to California to get... Boxes of TNT. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what it's about. But that one looks like, okay, yeah, that could be that could be seen as really bad these days. All right, so those are the things. You can look them up online. You can see them for yourself. Um, but here's the deal. Number one, 
it wasn't like society that canceled these books. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something on Twitter, some hashtag or whatever. It wasn't this big movement to cancel Dr. Seuss. What actually happened was the publishing company behind Dr. Seuss's uh, work, which I believe includes some of his family, decided that based on just these little idiosyncrasies from these books in the past that that uh, back then weren't deemed offensive, but through today's lenses could be, honestly, I think this might have been a preemptive face-saving situation just to prevent that from ever happening. They didn't want it to offend anybody, so they decided they're going to at least temporarily halt printing those six books. Six out of dozens and dozens. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody was calling Dr. Seuss racist. Uh, in fact, many of his other works kind of show quite the opposite. We have, uh, I think it's the Sneetches. Mm-hmm. You remember the Sneetches, the ones with the stars on their stomach and the mm-hmm. ones without? Mm-hmm. Very clearly an allegory between, hey, we're kind of all still the same. We right. can treat each other we and love each other. may look different, but yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Again, also, only two of them are books that most people have ever heard of. In fact, I never even heard of Mulberry Street until we bought it for our kids last year. Uh, The only one I'd heard of before that is If I Ran a Zoo. Um, So they're not like, they're not canceling Oh, the Places You'll Go. They're not canceling Green Eggs and Ham. They're not canceling all the the real beloved classics. But Mulberry Street is actually the best-selling, the top-selling Dr. Seuss book. And I would believe that only because I think it's one of the oldest. Yeah. It's from 1937. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good one. I mean, it's a good one. Uh, so <laughs> because because people are so quick to jump on the bandwagon, both for and against any cancellations, of course, Twitter and social media in general just kind of went bat crap crazy mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, and so a lot of people were jumping on the fact that, well, uh, Obama celebrated Dr. Seuss day back when he was president. So does he have to be canceled now too? And like, do we really have to go (laughs) that far that fast guys? Do we have to do this kind of stuff? Is it racist of me to be able to stereotype exactly what kind of person made that comment? (laughs) Uh, there is a Dr. Seuss memorial. Uh, I don't know wh- exactly where it is, but it's a statue. So people are posting that saying, how long before this memorial is torn down? Just everyone was waiting for this to be just the next giant movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were there were stories that came out of schools that were pulling all Dr. Seuss books. Mm-hmm. At least two of those, of the few that were actually shown, were proven to be completely inaccurate. Okay. They were pulling those six books if they had them, but I would guarantee most Most. schools wouldn't have them because they're not well-known books. Right. So plenty of people chimed in, of course, uh, both in favor of canceling and not in favor of canceling, and both went a little too far in... Taking a stand and not taking a stand. When it comes to when it comes to depictions of certain uh, nationalities, races, and whatever, I mean, I can understand taking offense at that. 
But at the same time, we do need to look through the lens of when it was created and the intention behind it before we jump on a bandwagon for or against. Mm-hmm. And so like we've said, Dr. Seuss has, has never been called racist, never even been thought of as racist, and has put forward many books that uh, encourage just the opposite, mm-hmm. encourage inclusivity, encourage you know loving people that are different from you. Um, For anyone to jump on and just say, because he had a drawing of a, a Chinaman who eats with sticks, he's definitely a racist person, needs to be canceled, we shouldn't publish him anymore, that's going too far. But on the other hand, seeing this and not actually reading all of the details, understanding the situation, and just saying, oh, they're canceling Dr. Seuss, let's cause a ruckus about cancel culture and everybody jumping on this bandwagon, that also is uh, a bad place for us to be in, especially as like believers and as Christians. It's easy for us to jump on that. It happened with uh, Mr. Potato Head Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple weeks ago (laughs) because they changed the logo from Mr. Potato Head to just Potato Head. Yeah. And they thought, oh, well, we can't have Mr. Potato Head anymore because of, uh, I mean, the call was because we're doing the, there's no genders thing or there's too many genders. And they had to come out and say, no, we're, we're changing the logo, but there's still a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato Head. And that says it on the box. We're not just taking all gender away from it or making gender uh, uh, a question mark. It's just a logo changing, mm-hmm. which, you know, not as bad. And also it's a toy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a toy potato. It's an anthropomorphic potato. There's a lot of things in this world, is what I'm saying, that we should get upset about. We shouldn't really get upset about these little things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but from the other side of the spectrum, cancel culture is... I'm going to say something bold. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The people that are super heavy into cancel culture and the people that are fighting against cancel culture so hard that they ignore the facts are the same kind of people. Yeah. They have way more in common than what they want to admit. Yeah. If Truly, if they sat down and had a dinner together and just discussed that meal, they would leave being best friends. <laughs> if they walked into a room and had no idea which side of the fence the other one leaned and the only thing that they were allowed to discuss was the food that they were eating... They would leave as best friends because they are all like, like you said, they are the same kind of people. Yeah. Uh, we had someone in our group. We have a, a back row Baptist church group, which we talk about where, uh, we had someone commenting, commenting on people because there, there, there are conservatives and liberals and Republicans and Democrats or whatever in the group. And we're all laughing at funny church humor. We had somebody who, Started calling people uh, libtards and all kinds of stuff. We're like, this is not, this is not what we do here. We get along and we love each other. That was so fun. (laughs) And so, yeah. Princesses. It's so quick. I got called a princess. You did. (laughs) It's it's so quick to go from zero to 60. And it's really all because of the internet. Yeah. There is this barrier that protects us. 
between real people and not real people. Mm -hmm. And so it gives us this boldness to be jerks. Yeah. Because it takes away the face-to-face interaction and knowing what you say, it takes away the reaction of the words that you say. Right. And it also takes away your responsibility to be accurate with what you're saying. Because you can just get lost in a sea of tweets. Yeah. And so you have 10,000 people who misunderstand the situation, tweeting this and that, and fighting tooth and nail over something they didn't even understand in the first place. But it has now become the main narrative of the story Mm -hmm. based on an incorrect assumption. Yeah. And that has happened time and time again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in these last few years, too. It's really been an uptick. Essentially, since Donald Trump <laughs> got put into the office, it just it just went it went ten thousand paces forward. Yeah. After that, do you even remember after he got elected, we had riots in the streets mm-hmm. for the yeah. next month, uh-huh. and we were supposed to act like no, this was fine. Mm-hmm. This is normal, and then everything that has happened since has been the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the first time this is ever happening? No, it's normal. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's, it's that meme. It's the meme of the dog sitting in the cafe that's on fire. This is fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything <laughs> is fine. Yeah. This whole world has been nuts. So can I just weigh in on the doctor? I'm ready. I want you, I want your opinion. I want your thoughts. Okay. So here. I want all you got. Here is my thought. Okay. And I, I say this about everything and every one. People, you're all a bunch of jerks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, besides that, I'm sorry. Besides yeah. that, um, people say things sometimes that are out of character, or you take a snippet of what someone says, <clears throat> um, and it sounds worse than what its original intention was. Out of context, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to. Whenever I hear that someone has said something or someone has done something and I'm like, wait, really? I, I'm, okay, that, that's kind of shocking to me. I really have to remember to take that person's overall character into account and say, is this really something that they would do? And then evaluate that. Yeah. Just like you've said, looking over all of Dr. Seuss's books, it is clear that he is the furthest thing from a racist. To call him a racist because of a line in a couple of books, specifically one book, you know, um, it, to me, it's wrong. It, it's a lie. It's just, there's not a whole lot of factual truth there. Furthermore, I think Dr. Seuss was far beyond his time giving recognition to different cultures Mm -hmm. in his books. That's not something that was widely known or respected in that time to talk about diverse cultures. And the only way to really acknowledge the diversity in the culture, specifically in an illustration, is to give a hat that's known towards that specific culture or a pair of shoes that's known towards that specific culture. Mm. They're eating utensil. If it were just any other man in an illustration wearing any other outfit, 
how do I know that that's the Chinese man? And knowing that it's the Chinese man set apart from the other people in the book is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing, especially for children to be able to see difference in books and characters that just solidifies the fact that they're going to see difference every day when they leave their house. Not everyone is going to look like them. Not everyone is going to wear the same thing as them. And there's a reason. It's because of our difference in culture. If anything, it's a nod. It's a respect to the Chinese culture. I'd love to have a sit down conversation with someone of that background and say, how does this make you feel? Are you offended by this? Or do you take it as a sign of respect? Just like with the Washington Redskins, the football team, having to cancel the the name and it just being the Washington football team. Multiple Native Americans have gone on record saying, we're not offended by that in the least. If anything, it's a sign of respect to us. But there's a whole group of people who have no ties to that community whatsoever, who are so easily offended, they get their feelings hurt over everything, that they had to jump on this bandwagon and create an issue when there wasn't an issue in the first place. I do feel like that is a more common thing these days, is that people are getting offended on behalf of other people. Mm -hmm. Without actually checking with those other people. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think it would be far more offensive if every one of Dr. Seuss's books had white men and nothing else. Yeah. That's where the offense lies. Not in the fact that he's recognizing, honestly, in a very beautiful way, culture. Yep. I agree with you. And that's my two cents. (laughs) (laughs) And you think about the time that a lot of these were written. Um, You know, it was the, it was just the 1950s when we had, you know, Mm -hmm. segregated water fountains and all those kind of things. But Mm -hmm. Dr. Seuss was creating books about how, even if we look different, we're the same. Like he was, he was speaking what would be considered very progressive uh, ideas mm-hmm. back then. Uh, still very, I don't know if he, I don't think he was a believer or not, but also very biblical yeah. uh, ideas, even if there were people that didn't understand that at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's... When you put your logical hat on and you look at it from a logical standpoint, you can't see it as anything other than a good, honest work of art. Yeah. So I have a question, and I want to get your thoughts on it. And uh, people get a little uh, iffy about this idea. Okay. Uh, for different reasons. Okay. What would you think if... We'll, we'll take Mulberry Street. Okay. We'll take Mulberry Street. What would you think of them slightly altering the book to remove those two characters, change the rhyme a little bit, add two different things complete the story and then re-releasing basically an updated version of it. Taking away, taking away like the offense, uh, you know, the cancel culture idea about it, but just saying 
if if the editor or the the publishing company behind them came out and said we're just updating this so we can still preserve the majority of the story without anything that might be deemed deemed offensive yeah i here's the thing and i can see the argument behind it i can see that people were are going to say well it doesn't take away or really add to one way or the other the overall feel of the book it's not that big of a deal you know it just makes it a little more fitting with the times okay i see that argument but it doesn't have to fit with the times. Mm. Not everything has to fit with the times. Are we going to go back and change Little Women? Are we going to change Pride and Prejudice? Are we going to change Withering Heights? You know, these are all classic works of art that are all a part of history. And they have attachments to history inside of them. Mm-hmm. So are we going to go back and change every single work of art simply because it's not fitting with the times? That that argument is invalid at that point because you find something that seems a little bit offensive to a small amount of people that's not a good enough reason to change history Hmm. okay uh brian is chiming in that's also changing yeah his work it's a it's a work it's a work of art essentially Mm -hmm. it's altering art uh, which is the main thing that I hear against it. Yeah. But see, today I see two different things happening in other forms of entertainment. You go to Disney Plus, you put on, you know, anything made back then that might have a scene that would be deemed offensive today, wouldn't mm-hmm. be allowed today. They leave it in, but they give you a disclaimer at the beginning yeah. saying, hey, this movie features characterizations that uh, were were wrong then and are wrong now, blah, blah, blah. It's basically a warning. Yeah. But then we have the opposite happening with a lot of TV shows where scenes or even whole episodes are being removed from streaming services just in case it's deemed racially offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weirdest one in my head comes from Community, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. There is an episode where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and one character is painted completely black, not skin tone black person color, like actual black, like our microphones, like Mm -hmm. solid black, Mm -hmm. because he is playing a character called a dark elf, which is a real character in Dungeons and Dragons. They are black, like mm-hmm. actually black. Mm-hmm. They took that off of streaming totally for that one. And it was a throwaway joke that lasted all of a minute. Mm-hmm. And they took it off because it looked too much like blackface. Mm-hmm. When it wasn't deemed blackface at all, it wasn't presented that. In fact, they make a joke about it when one of the characters in there said, are we just going to ignore that hate crime? And he explains, I'm a dark elf. Yeah. You know, it's not a, it's not blackface. It's not, uh, like there is a scene in the office that they also took off streaming and it was from Dwight Christmas and it was about, it's about an actual, uh, version of Santa in another place whose, uh, helper is, a a guy that is typically portrayed as someone in blackface Mm -hmm. and they had a scene and he was there and he was in blackface just very briefly and told to go home. Uh, but they took it out. Like it was even in the show, it was deemed definitely, this is not a good thing. No, this is a bad thing. Take it off. 
But the fact that they did it, they had to take it out. But I could still understand that because at least you saw that happening. But with Community, that wasn't even what was happening. And they made it clear with the joke about it. And they still took it off. I'm very much against that happening. Mm -hmm. Even if you got to put a disclaimer at the beginning. I prefer that as opposed to just like, well, we're just going to take the easy way out here. And just remove anything just in case it's possibly offensive to somebody. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, and the fact remains, there's going to be, if, if in 2021, we start taking away and removing things that may be offensive, okay? I am all about removing something that is 100% absolutely racist. Right. 100%. But if we begin removing things that may be offensive, um, or may be interpreted as being offensive, our children's children are going to grow up in a world where it's not a part of their everyday conversations. It's not even a part of the lessons that they learn in history or in school. It's not going to be a part of conversations that they have. And That's the reason that times are continuing to change for the better, because we are having conversations about it, because we are knowledgeable about the past. If we remove the past, if we erase the past, then we have nothing to remember what to not go back to. Mm. Our children's children are going to have no knowledge of what we've come from, the the changes for the better that have been made. And my fear then is that they're going to revert back over time and it's just going to look worse. There's going to be less respect for racial diversity and less respect for human life than what we're already seeing. And that's to me, not something to toy with. Mm. I would far much rather have an extensive knowledge of what was, what was inappropriate when they decided, you know what, this isn't okay. And then to be able to see the changes as a society and as an, as a culture that we've made for the better to be able to say, you know what, we don't ever need to go back to that. That was not okay. If we erase everything that was racially offensive, then there's going to come a generation where they look and go, well, why did Martin Luther King make all these speeches? What were all these speeches for? Because they're not going to have any history of what he stood against. Who was Rosa Parks? What, why did she have to move to the back of the bus? You know, if we erase everything that was offensive, then we have no need for the great American heroes that changed culture for the better. I can see that. And it'll make you happy. Uh, Brian completely agrees with you. Well, it's about dang time. Uh, All right. Well, we have talked that to death. Um, Go buy some Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. (laughs) They're okay, guys. Yep. They're okay. 
Absolutely. Uh, do not buy Mulberry Street for ten thousand dollars. No, that's ludicrous. I it's will give good. you one for. I will give you one for five hundred dollars. <laughs> call me. I got one. Got a little bit of uh, a kid drool on it, but you know what? That just adds to it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we answer a question you've been dying to ask us. I'm sure. More backroom morning show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out ltnonair.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we are going to ask answer. I do that all the time. You do it every time. We're going to answer and ask us anything question from Twitch and Oriole Jedi says what movie can you watch without getting tired of? You want to go first? Grease. Hands down. It's my favorite movie. I don't care what anybody says. Movie's a bit offensive. (laughs) It is. Movie can't get without getting tired of it. Like, my favorite movie is Back to the Future, but I will say I can't just watch it over and over again. Really? It's like a once a year special thing for me, you know? Uh, I'm getting tired of it. It used to be Good Burger. When I was a kid, I could <laughs> oh. watch Good Burger over and over and over again and never get tired. My kids love that movie. It's a great movie. Um, dang, this is actually very hard. I don't know. I don't know what movie I can watch without getting tired of it. Let's see. I also really like Beaches. Have you seen that one? Uh, With Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey? No. Oh, that's a good one, too. But I'm aware of it. (laughs) Okay. I got one that I can watch over and over again and never get tired of it. Tommy Boy. Chris Farley. David Spade. Never gets old. You and my husband. Mm. You know what? Huh. Son-in-law. Son-in-law was good. I like Son-in-law. That was a movie Deidre and I watched a lot when we were dating. Really? That was one of the few movies that they had, and we watched it about a dozen times in a year. Oh, I love it. It's a good I one. love it. <laughs> hey, buddy. Chillers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you likes? And uh, Brian answered his own question. He said Princess Bride is one of them for him. I could never get into Princess Bride. Yeah, me either. I've watched it once, and I'm like, I don't see the hype. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Don't get the hype. Do like Andre the Giant, though. Uh, Star Wars, he says over and over again. Yeah, I can't do Star Wars over and over again. I like Star Wars, but that's it's it's intense. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. for me. Uh, 
I mean, the Marvel movies, most of them I could watch over and over again. Thor Ragnarok would be the top of that list of the Marvel movies. Thor Ragnarok is a rewatchable movie. I love it. It's hilarious, action-packed. Jeff Goldblum's in it. What could go wrong? So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not a movie pa- movie pan. I'm not a movie mm-hmm. pants. <laughs> I'm not not a fan of the movies of the cinemas. <laughs> you don't watch movies? I I have a really difficult time watching movies. I really do because <laughs> as I sit here recording, um, sitting for a really long amount of time without being productive really bothers me. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I know. That's a weird thing. It's like Chris's favorite pastime to watch movies. Yeah. And you just don't watch them with him? I I will sit there <laughs> begrudgingly. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 121, 3. He will not let your feet be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Hey, that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LT and Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LT and Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and choose LT and Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the social at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church so search us out and join in on the fun and lastly remember that we air first exclusively on LTN radio ltnonair.com every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too. Mo, final thought. It's easy to be offended. It's less easy to be understanding. Serious, Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.